start well godspeed you black emperors hell yeah uh you've stumbled upon the very rare and shiny episode 153 of i learn nothing a philosophy podcast for blithering idiots oh i heard that's their best episode 153 (laughs) heard 153 yeah yeah let's just say solid gold 153 let's just say a little bird told me (laughs) (laughs) it's true tell the listeners i'm winking to be the best episode ever i'm winking at ben (coughs) excuse me um Um, ben i'm winking at you and i will be acknowledged (laughs) all right i see you winking you wink at me all the time so it's like it's it's not it's not anything it's not special anymore i wink dude (laughs) it's just what i do you're you're a winker yeah man part of it is because of your Tourette's yeah, there's also the uh, <laughs> tragic neurological disorder that, that has ruined uh, so many lives. Oh, uh, folks, I'm your idiot co-host, Professor Benjamin Kulo Cholak. Hello. Uh, of Princeton University. Uh, and How sitting, are you? Sitting across from me is my idiot student, yes. Patrick John Dean, who's also a professor, but at Brown, so it's not as big a deal. Yeah, That's yeah. That's a professor at Brown University. Yeah, I teach uh, <laughs> PE at Brown University. Yeah, you teach gym at Brown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we do like uh, pull-ups and push-ups and stuff. We climb the rope. Yeah, and I got to tell you, can I tell you something, Ben? What? Some of these fuckers cannot climb for shit. I couldn't, I, I could never really climb the rope. Do, oh, I was one of those kids. I was, I was just, was, I was just a weak little kid. I was a weakling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I figured it out eventually, but I was like really late. There were like kids who were like nine or ten who were like already climbing the rope. Yeah, man, and I and could, it, really fast too. And it made me think like, well, it's probably not that hard. And then like I tried it, and I was like, this is so this hard. Sucks. <laughs> Why am I doing this? And, and it wasn't even so much like I, I wasn't strong enough to do it. I didn't have the, the heart. No, well, yeah, that's actually a big part of it. I, yeah. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I was just like, this sucks. I hated gym. You just gym. didn't want to do it. I, yeah, I just don't feel like it. Right, I don't want to do this shit. <laughs> well, then stay away from Brown University, punk. Yeah. But then also... I'll make you run laps, I, I was so uncoordinated, and still am, that I didn't know... I didn't even know, like, the... the I didn't have, like, the motor skills... To like what? know what to do up the rope, like I didn't really get what to do. <laughs> you didn't have the motor skills. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't really understand how to get me up there. Okay. So I finally, I just like w- w- just like spend all this time watching the other kids do it, trying to figure it out. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, I have to move my arms like this and yeah. my legs like this. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then I finally figured it out. It took me like five years. That's okay. <laughs> you know, S- sometimes just the most Jewish kid in, in, in gym class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not climbing that rope without my lawyer present. Oh my god! <laughs> How has that not been a TV show? What the Jewish kid in Jewish PE, where everybody is? It's it's like a like a Jewish school. Yeah, but they have PE. 
<laughs> and like you play, you play like the would, gym teacher. Like and you're just it would be, it would just, it, it wouldn't be anything physical. It would just be like a bunch of kids playing chess. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> that would rule. Ah, Ben. <laughs> if only. Well, folks, what are we here to do? We're here to <laughs> talk about philosophy. Talk about philosophy I'm and be fabulous and be absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Absolutely, positively, fab, fab, <laughs> fabulous, fab, fab, yeah, absolutely fabulous, darling. <laughs> Man, the show is just weirded me out when I was a kid. Yeah, it, it played at Comedy Central all the time. Yeah, it always played like right after school, and or or, or no, it was like it, it played like almost exactly at three or something. Yeah, so I would watch. I'd watch it at Ben Ellis's house, and like. <laughs> I just, I didn't just, I just wouldn't get it. I'd be like, okay, I didn't is... get it. I didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> These two drunk British women. That's the same place, Ben Alice's house. So the thing with Ben is that he had, like, his family, like, looking back on it, had really, really good taste in a lot of stuff. Okay, but I didn't, I wasn't into it because I was a kid. Well, and what do you so, mean, like, like, ab, like music <laughs> and and TV shows? Yeah, like stuff where I look back on it and go like, oh wow, they were watching that movie. Like that's crazy that they were letting us watch that movie. Oh, okay. stuff like that. Yeah, um, they were hip. They were a real hip family. They were kind of a hip family, yeah. <laughs> in terms of stuff like that, then like the mom and dad smoked inside the house, like it fucking ruled. Oh, it's, that's kind of redneck though. That's a little, a little low rent. Smoking indoors. <laughs> it was the nineties, you know. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I remember there was this one time when I was like, uh, I was at my grandmother's house. Yeah. And was Ben Alice there? No. And my uncle, uh, like brought his like girlfriend over or something. Whoa. Uh, to like I guess to, to meet his mom. And uh, my grandmother, and um, she like lit a cigarette inside, and like no one ever smoked in my grandmother's house, but she just like started smoking indoors. And I remember fucking hating her for that. Well, that's I was like not so good. angry. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> shitty. That that's shit. <laughs> at least these, at least you know that the Ellis's were inside their their own home. Yeah, it was their own home. That's fine. And they had great yeah. taste, like I said. Like like I okay, so they're watching Monty Python, fucking and the Holy Grail. Uh-huh. And I was oh, but, so, but real quick, I never fucking saw that woman again. <laughs> oh, good, good. <laughs> so I think like yeah, because your uncle was like, "Did you fucking light a cigarette in my mother's, mother's house? home? Yeah, <laughs> in front of Ben? <laughs> he's gonna be talking was. about this thirty years from now. <laughs> this is how pissed he's yeah, gonna be. He's so upset by this, yeah, he's gonna bring all, it up on our podcast. All these years, what's the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. All these years, like the past probably like thirty years." He's been waiting for the other shoe to drop when I finally mentioned it on the podcast. <laughs> yep. Uh, the, uh, I was at hanging out with with my other friend Ben, uh, the uh, the original Ben. Yeah. Well, fuck you. Yeah. And they were his family was watching Monty Python and uh-huh. the Holy Grail. Yeah. And I remember like it got to the part where I think I've talked about this where um, it like the the fucking uh, that that rabbit. Yeah, the rabbit. The, the rabbit kills it, like yeah. everybody. Yeah, and it's like horrifically violent. And I didn't think <laughs> it, it was supposed yeah. to be funny because they had British accents. I thought it was like a drama, and it scared the <laughs> it scared the fuck out of me. I was so scared by this. It like it, it like profoundly disturbed it is, me. It, it is because it it's one of those things. It's one of those scenes where the um what's it called the special effects are so like kind of low rent or like not very. But it makes it more horrifying. It makes it a little more horrifying. It looks like way more terrifying. Somehow. Yeah. Um, it's like un- kind of uncanny, and then of course also that that rabbit like decapitates or like eats the throat. So out of, like, many all people. These people. There's so much blood everywhere. And then there's the weird cartoons where it's like the planets are jumping up and down, and they're like up, oh, oh, yeah. Up, and then oh. there's like those, those lines of the lines of like angels who are like with the trumpets, but they're blowing it out of their ass. Yeah, they have like the trumpets in their butts. <laughs> yeah, that I probably would have thought was amazing, but I probably just didn't notice it. <laughs> yeah. 
And then like the, the animator like draws a scary monster who chases him yeah, around. It's Terry Gilliam. Yeah. And then it's like who directed Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas in Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only and American just, member of a It creeped me out. And I years later I was watching I was watching it like six years later probably at Mike Dunham's house. Yeah. And we were watching it and I thought it was so fucking funny. I'd never seen it before. And yeah. I, I was dying laughing. And it got to that part, and I was like, holy shit, I cannot believe it was this movie. Yeah. This is the movie that I that remember being scared so of. scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's silly. They don't yeah. even know how to count in that scene. So I don't one, think I could two, even... five. I three, probably sir, just three. didn't even get what that was. Like, I was just so young that it's like, what? Yeah, I guess that could be... Uh, Little kids don't like clever jokes. They like farts and butts, and that's it. Yeah. In that order. That's what they think it's funny. Yeah. Or you like hitting yourself in the face. They love that. Yeah, just abuse. Yeah, that's what Three Stooges is like a really early comedy. It's just it's just three men abusing each other. <laughs> well, when my like nephew was like little, like he would like fight me. You know what I mean? But he was so uh, little that like his fighting was just so terrible. Like he would just pretend to shoot webs at me and I go, oh, and like fall over. And, like, oh, die. okay. I thought like he was like trying to hit you. Well, that he was with oh, webs. Okay. And it's like our relationship started on a foundation of violence. Of violence, yeah. Even though it wasn't violence real. Violence and conflict. Even though it wasn't real, I, I bet he thought it was real. He really thought that he was knocking me over with webbing. Non-existent webbing. I don't know. I wondered that, actually, how like stupid kids are. Benny. You think, that you th- you think he... Yeah, I've spent a lot of time around... But this... then he would be like freaked the fuck out every time you like got back up. Because he doesn't... Do you, think, do you think he has a concept of death? I mean, do you think that kid knew what death was? He's did, shooting webs at me when over you, the phone. We're FaceTiming. Do you do you have a, a conscious memory of when you thought, when you realized what death was? Like three weeks ago, <laughs> <laughs> I saw a raccoon get uh, run over and then eaten by a fox, and I just thought to myself, and I just think to myself, life. Oh, did I tell you that about um, like a few months ago about how I I had to like kill? This is the first time I ever like I think other than like an insect maybe like killed something. Who was it? It was it wasn't a person. Don't worry, my cat. <coughs> my what cat. The hell, my cat caught a caught a mouse. Um, and like I walked I walked outside to my backyard, and my cat was like on the roof. And I look up because I hear him meowing, kind of. And I look up, and he like drops this fucking mouse and lands on my face. Oh my god! And I'm god. like, what the fuck? Like I'm like I, I freak out immediately. That cat hates you. No, no, no. That's that's actually uh, a sign that my cat loves me. He's like giving me a gift. They've tricked you. That's the thing about cats. They're so fucking tricky. They're going to trick you into thinking, oh, he's throwing a dead mouse at me. He must love me. No, that's what they do to show that that you're that like you're the alpha. Okay, keep thinking that. Whatever. Keep thinking that, Ben. It's true. I read it in books. All right. What book? Liars Weekly? Like animal ethology. We lie quarterly (laughs) to Ben. Fuck you. All right. So what happened was he drops the mouse. um, like He's giving it to me. It lands on my face. I kind of freak out. And um, Amir is there. He's outside because he was also like smoking a cigarette when I came out. Whoa. Are you going to blow a spot up like that? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. But he, um, uh, he, he like... After that happened, right, we're both like are looking at the mouse, and then he's like, he's like, you're gonna have to kill that thing because like it's twitching. It's oh still alive. yeah, and I'm like, well, what do I do? And he's like, he, and he just goes, I mean, you gotta, you gotta like put it out of its misery because it's in a lot of pain, uh, and it's like, you know, it, it was like bleeding profusely because like my and cat like, fucking ben, like shredded it up. Ben, um, just and, kill me, Ben. And Ramirez like just, just like crush its skull, and I was what? like. 
Yeah, and I was like, okay, I was like pr- kind of high at the time. <laughs> I was not high at the time. Oh, man. And I, I was just like, okay, um, here we go. And I just like ground my heel into its skull, and it, it snapped like an egg. It was like really quick. Okay. But like I crushed this mouse's skull. <laughs> well, you mercy killed him. Yeah, know? I mercy killed it. Still doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah, and then it crunched. I heard it crunch. And when it and when it crunched, you came a little. No, I didn't. No, 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 no. No. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Just checking. <laughs> just making sure. I mean, that would creep me out. That would be. Weird. I would be. I would immediately like. I'd, I'd go to a hospital if I like. Really, I would do, dude. I would go. I would go to a pet shop. <laughs> buy so many of those fuckers. I have the best night of my life, you know? <laughs> buy some candles. Buy like a big boot. That just one boot. <laughs> just one boot. Like, and I walk in holding my bag of mice and then they go, What? This and- is so macabre, dude. This <laughs> is <No>, not. <laughs> you got like a paper bag full of mice. Yeah, it's, and it's like, like see through. It's like squirming and jostling, you know? <laughs> they can see that what's inside there. And I go, I only need one boot. Keep the other. Or donate it. I try to donate it. <laughs> I don't even know. They're like to who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like the right. worst donation too. People, you want, mi- you want the missing boot? shoe society? <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's a business where if you're missing a shoe, <laughs> you go to this place and they can find you another shoe. But they will, they like won't tell you how. It sounds like a myth. Yeah, yeah. Like these guys, like the, they like, are the they're people waiting for someone to buy one boot. They're with sin- a bag full of mice, and they are sinister. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's what I would do. I would kill a bunch of mice, I guess. What a horrifying thing <laughs> to, to say. To ejaculate. Yeah, what in a order, horrifying In thing. order to orgasm. <laughs> yeah, because like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not trying to brag. You know, I've done that before. It's not like I, I can't do it. What? You know, ejaculate or kill an animal? The big E. Oh, okay. No, I've never killed an animal, I don't think. I mean, I've... Bugs yeah, for sure. Yeah, other than insects. Yeah. Um... Oh, I also like. Oh act- no! But I slapped my uh, nephew in the face really hard once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's never cool. killed an animal, but <laughs> child abuse. Yeah, no, not really. I wonder how many people still hate me about about killing that mouse, even though I put it out of its misery. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, there's probably there's got to be someone out there who's just like, "That's fucked up. Fuck you." Well, a lot of people don't like to hear stories like that, even if they're not upset with the person who did it. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I crushed its skull with my foot. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Did you see Sorry, it? Sorry, everybody. Did you ever see it in your dreams? No. What if you did? Um, I would be a little worried. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it would. It, it, I'm sure it'll pop up at some point. I just, I, 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 what's funny is that I'm just waiting for it. I do, I I do my classic Cholock move, which is I just try not to think about it. Yeah. I just push it out of my mind. Okay. Well, hey, man. (laughs) I was raised by Irish people. I get it. I understand. (laughs) Fucking A. Ben, I could listen to you talk about murdering helpless animals. <laughs> it was helpless too. All it it day couldn't long. do anything. It was twitching and it was like squeaking a yeah. lot. Well, what did like, your, you? What did, it was clearly in pain. What so did I your, think I did the right uh, thing. What did your like cat have to say about this whole thing? Was it upset that you? He was like, oh, "I got that for you." The fuck, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he just did, he just like kind of like meowed and then like ran away, and. Did whatever sociopathic cat shit that he does. <laughs> hey, remember? So last week you and I saw the Harlem Globetrotters. Yes, that's right. Isn't that fun? Yeah, I got it, and it was a lot of fun. But I got to tell you, man, those fuckers don't have any respect for anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rules just went out the goddamn window. Yeah, I was like, what kind of game is this? They tricked the ref. Like, 
they like pulled his pants down. Did they pull his pants down? I think they did. They did something to humiliate him. He was very yeah. upset. That one, that one player was would not stop hitting on other people's wives. <laughs> that I still, okay, I told Jay about that. That the thing about the Harlem Globetrotters show is that it's a show for children, essentially. Um, it's also a show about how every player there is going to cuck your father. It's very weird. It's so really weird. a few of the players are mic'd up, and so and they do like bits. There's it's, like bits. It's like a theatrical performance more all, than the game. I was yeah. saying to Jay that it's they're the only people who do like beyond like like the WWF or W. WWF, you old fuck. Yeah. WWE, uh-huh. uh, like who do like sports storytelling? You know what I mean? Like, cause it's yeah. very, it's it's not like, it's just they have like these yeah, they're bits like characters. There's like the yeah. team grandma, which is weird. What the fuck was that about? That was strange. Yeah. Uh, but then, okay, so the players would like they had a midget. <laughs> that was tight. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Little person. Little person. You know, sorry. Yeah. All good. All good. <laughs> sure you didn't mean anything by it. But fucking. So they. Uh, the players would do this bit where they'd go into the crowd and talk to people sometimes and like be silly. But yeah. like they also were like, and this is, you know, no one's being serious here. Yeah. But there were several times where they were like, I want to fuck your wife, basically. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. Without, without, without not saying so that, many obviously. Words. Yeah. Not in so many words, but like. If I was a little kid, I wouldn't even get what he's talking about. Yeah. So why even have that joke? But whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if like they weren't supposed to do that and like the guy just gets in trouble all the time but he just gets laid at every single fucking Bre- stop. breaking so many marriages so many breaking so many homes so many yeah it was kind of hilarious that he just kept doing that yeah. that was like a thing that we both noticed yeah and like talked <laughs> like, about several times the Harlem Glo- Globetrotters are weird if you've never been to a game go, go. check it out it it's rules. weird yeah I was actually kind of worried I knew I know that the Harlem Globetrotters always win right but they were like down for like for a lot most, of it, most of the game, and I was like, they didn't seem concerned, and I was just like, they're gonna win, right? Like they're supposed to win. Yeah. What if they lost? Like, would the, you have cried? I don't know. I would have. I would have been like, <laughs> would have been the I don't know. I would have been like kind of mad. Yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck, you guys? Yeah. Like I thought you were supposed to be the Harlem Globetrotters. So it was for like, uh, you, you suck. It you was can't for... win a game. <laughs> yeah. Ben is just like. The fucking like, kvetching be... that would have happened in that car ride home. <laughs> I would have demanded that they switch jerseys. I'd be like, well, that team is the new Harlem Globetrotters. The Glob- yeah. Oh, that'd be a kind of a cool story. I arc. mean, that'd be kind of a cool like retcon or something. Yeah, retcon, yeah. But yeah. It's what like... if the Harlem Globetrotters got retconned? Yeah. <laughs> that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. They should go to like out- they should go to outer space and they should challenge like Let's call aliens. Space Jam. You're just doing Space Jam now. <laughs> yeah. You just you just described the plot space, space Jam. Jam. Yeah. Okay. Well. I'm glad they did it. My instincts are, you know, they did it twice. They, did, they made two movies. Yeah. Well, well I, actually, the second one is is they're they're playing against AI. I watched um like a half hour of it, and I was like, this I cannot watch. It's this. Awful. It is. It's, it's the awful. worst. It's, it's god awful. It's not even enjoyable. Awful. Like yeah. So many other. They rap at one point. Did you get to the rapping? I don't think so. LeBron James did, uh, and and like half the Looney Tunes. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Porky I, Pig raps. Was he any good? Sucks. No. Who was 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 there one that kind of like Elmer Fudd raps? What if what if that Foghorn Leghorn guy did like Chop and Screwed? That'd be kind of funny because he's like Southern as fuck, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> if they if they made it like if they made it like dirty, chopped and screwed. Yeah. Then that'd be kind of funny. Yeah. And like Paul Wall's there too. Yeah. It's Paul Wall and Foghorn Leghorn <laughs> <laughs> together at last. <laughs> The team up, you'll say, dema- say because you demanded it. <laughs> yeah. It's Paul Wall and Foghorn Leghorn. 
Where's that guy supposed to be from, Foghorn? Um, I think just like the just south. Just the south? Yeah, just okay. the south. Maybe Kentucky, maybe. Interesting. He's got kind of a Kentucky accent, it sounds like. Yeah. He's got one of those like high, like you know, quote unquote high class southern southern accent. Yeah. Do you like think a southern general from Virginia? Do you think that there are like old Looney Tunes of Foghorn Leghorn just just straight up being just super just racist? racist? Yeah. Do you think that they exist? How could I they not? I, it's I, a character that would make the most sense. to do. I wouldn't put it past them because the Looney, Looney Tunes has a history of being super racist. There's some. Yeah. Yeah. Like the all, World War Two. World War Two era Looney Tunes. Check out, check out how they uh, how they portray Japanese people. They're pretty annoyed back so, then. Yeah, they're a little annoyed at those guys. Yeah, um, yeah. It's um, some of them. Yeah, you're sort of like some of them. You're just like, oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. And, but then you're like, <laughs> like it's you never see that stuff anymore. So like when you do see it, I just there's a few there's a few th- I mean there's a few things that like you just see and you're like that is so fucking racist and I I cannot stop laughing because yeah, yeah. because I'm surprised <laughs> I'm like holy shit it's also just like whoa they weren't pulling any punches no. are you kidding me no no um no but Looney Tunes used to be racist back in the day yeah yeah so it, uh, is there pretty, racist pretty Foghorn racist. Leghorn that's the thing is like I I wonder if they maybe they want to be separate that's the thing <laughs> they like it now. <laughs> Um, we don't mix with them. They don't mix with us. Man, I don't do a very good Foghorn Leghorn. I'll like say, I'll say, <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, <laughs> I'll say they got their own fountains. I'll say, I'll say. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, like really I'll say there's an extra muscle in the foot. Leghorn. Yeah. I bet that exists. What? I bet that, I bet. Well, oh, I thought you meant the extra oh. muscle in the foot. I was like, oh, man. no, 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 no. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> like, over the top. Like, come on. Uh, yeah, they're half. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm gonna. Right. Pre- I'll look it up, and you can do your little. Your oh, my little, little philosophy. Your little bit. skits. Yeah, when we get to the topic, the main, yeah. the meat of the show. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so today I uh, decided on a topic uh, because we've completely given up on the conceit of the show where you pick the topic. <laughs> oh, um, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, remember the first ten episodes. Um, <laughs> so. In episode 153, I decided to show a little mercy, too, because I, uh, I wanted to discuss something that's, it's not exactly philosophy, but it's philosophy adjacent, um, and it's something that we've been discussing a lot in the Patreon. Uh, have so check we? that up. Oh, yep. we have a Patreon. We do have a Patreon. It's like this, except you guys give us money. <laughs> yeah, and Pat teaches me something. Yeah, and, we, um, and I spend it on ill-gotten things. But I've always found this topic to be interesting, and you might already know a little bit about it. So today we're talking about episode 153, The Monomyth. What? Um, the monomyth, uh, aka the hero's journey, is this theory that uh, that was that um, uh, Joseph Campbell came up with. Um, have you heard of Joseph Campbell? Yes. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. with the fucking the twelve uh, angry men. <laughs> what? <laughs> or what? What the the hero's journey? Yeah, <laughs> the twelve angry men. So <laughs> if I if I could guess, I think. <laughs> I think you it's mean the, the 17 stages of the hero's journey. Whatever. You know what I meant. <laughs> Not the 12 angry men. You know what I meant. That movie about that legal drama from the fucking 40s. Um, or maybe the 50s. I don't know. But um, I got to tell you, I am not <coughs> finding any. The only thing with Foghorn Leghorn. Oh, I really don't that, think we need to <laughs> dive into that. <laughs> well, here's the thing with them. The only thing that's a little that some people posted is that he said boy a lot, but he said that to boys like kids. So like, well, yeah. Or, or he said it to like, 
you know, whatever other Looney Tune he was interacting with, yeah. which is like invariably some kind of animal. People in the South, especially back in the day, um, that was a, th- a th- like some people just called everyone boy and it wasn't like a thing. I mean, calling black people boy, obviously, is that was a thing, making yeah. a statement. But there's like t- tons of people who just kind of say that. So I think, yeah, regardless of, but race. I'm not finding anything. I'm not finding anything of him saying anything bad. Isn't that fucking crazy? How can that guy get? How can that guy well, get away with it? Maybe I don't think he, I don't think he got away with it. You know what? It, you know what it is. You can't I bet, cancel Foghorn Leghorn, dude. Well, he's I uncancelable. Bet, I wonder if they thought ahead about this and they were like, you know what? Let's not make the Southern chicken <laughs> a racist. <laughs> the gigantic, because he's a gigantic he's chicken. He's, he's huge. Big. He's like a man-sized chicken. Yeah. <laughs> He's the size of a fully grown man. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a fucking football With the voice player. of a southern lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one of the things that I always like. I, I keep like like randomly thinking about that. Whenever Foghorn Leghorn is brought up, I'm just like, oh, yeah, he's gigantic. Yeah. He's supposed to be a chicken, and he's huge. I say, I say. <laughs> I'm the size of a linebacker. <laughs> yeah, right. He's, he's very broad-shouldered, you know? Um, but so... I think the thing about the blacks, Foghorn. No. So I think maybe ask my Warner Brothers Foghorn. or like he's harmless. Know, Looney, T- whoever, whoever owned Looney Tunes back in the day, it was Time Warner, I guess. Oh no, it wasn't called Mar- Time Warner. It was Warner I don't Brothers. Know what it was? It was Mary just Melodies. Brothers. That would that always pop up. I don't know if that's a thing. Though. Oh, I don't. I think that's just like the the name of like. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I remember Mary Melodies, but I don't know why that showed up every once in a while. Anyway, I don't think anyone does. I think um, no, someone does. The mystery it's, lost it's, the time. No, it's not. There's someone knows. I don't. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. That, that, man, there's some like, people. Maybe don't that was know the production everything. company. We don't know animating. everything. Whatever. So, so uh, Joseph Campbell, that son of a bitch. We're talking about Joseph Campbell. Okay, yeah. The so playwright, the playwright, apparently. No, he's not a playwright. I know. He's, he's, a, he's a mythologist, um, and kind of like an anthropologist in a way, um, but. Um, yeah, J- Joseph Campbell, he uh, came up with this theory called the monomyth, um, which is sort of a theory. So I was reading up about this. Apparently, like, there's a lot of conflicting theories of what myth is, like what what purpose it serves. The, there's a lot of competing theories. Oh, sure. You know, yeah, that makes sense. Um, but no one seems to be able to agree on what on on like why it shows up universally in human culture. Like it, every every human culture has the one has thing mythology of the some one sort. thing they can agree on. What? You look fucking great tonight, my man. Well, thank you. Like a million bucks. I've been eating right. I had a salad yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Is that why is is that why you're coughing? Cuz the set the salad. No, I am coughing because I smoked a cigarette <laughs> on the way here. And I was sick like 9 days ago, and I I keep having I, I every time I get sick, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, I get I I get a cough for like that lasts like weeks afterwards. God, your body hates you, it dude. It sucks. My body kind of sucks. <laughs> Your body sucks too. Both our bodies suck. I know, but like, I feel like you're like you're like in more pain than me. I think, on like a daily basis. I don't think I'm in a lot of pain. I mean, the cough is. Annoying. Oh, you're in pain, but I'm talking about like physical pain. No, I actually like to make myself quite comfortable. <laughs> 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 All right, that's cool. I do too. I don't. Yeah, like I don't really. I, I, think, I, think I don't do any sort of strenuous activity. The thing about me and Ben is that. I like we work comfy. hard and we play hard. And by play hard, I mean we fucking just lay down. Yeah, I just sit. I just we like just sitting. lay down, listen to podcasts, and having, go, having a snack. Yeah, yep. I lay down and I learn about ancient Christianity, and I go, "That's really interesting." Wow, that's cool. I didn't know they did that. Wow. Yeah, um, I'm Pat. I fucking suck a little. Well, here we're gonna kind of learn about the the theory, monomyth, 
the monomyth, the theory behind mythology. Like, what is mythology? What is it? Why does it show up in all these uh, human cultures? Um, what purpose does it serve, if there is any sort of purpose? Oh, it, it's because of Greg. Who's Greg? It's let's because of Greg that... Explore that. Let's explore that. What do you fucking mean? What are Greg. you talking about? He's the guy who introduced myth to uh, humanity. There's one guy named Greg? Yeah, Greg. Short for Gregory? I guess. Is it Greg or Craig? Greg. <laughs> With a G. <laughs> he brought myth to... Uh, to uh, mankind, isn't that fucking weird? You know, I don't meet any more Craigs anymore. Craig is is one of the lost names. <laughs> it's a lost name, yeah. Craig, because Greg is still around. You still meet Gregs, yeah. You know, I knew a guy whose name was Greg, and it was G R E G G because his parents were like, "It's not Gregory, it's Greg." <laughs> so there's there's an extra G for finality. They there. put it in there to let you know, like, nope, <laughs> it's a hard stop. That's Greg. a hard G. Yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised there's not a period after it. Yeah. <laughs> So what about this monomyth? So the monomyth. Um, is, is it rad, do you think? I mean, it's it's kind of rad. There's So before, before oh, we yeah, get so into we don't, this... So we don't know why humanity, there's conflicting things of why... Yeah. So Despite let, my theory let me, about Let me Greg. give you a disclaimer yes. about this. Okay, so there's... In, in the field of mythology, the study of mythology, um, there's, there's not a lot of consensus on what the purpose of mythology is. This is one of many theories. Campbell's theory is one of many theories that try to explain what role myth plays in human society. Yeah. Um, And uh, it's, I don't, I'm I'm not even going to say that I adhere to it necessarily. I find it interesting, um, but I don't think it's necessarily true. Are there parts of it that you agree with or are you just like, fuck this whole thing? Well, we'll get into it because it's, there's, there's parts of it that makes sense and it's, I, I feel like, it's less a, a a theory like a theory of truth of the truth about something, and it's more of like a nice like kind of uh, it's a philosophy in the way in in the way people use the term philosophy like what's your philosophy of life you know so what you're saying is it's it's philosophy like, it's like an for the rest of us kind of it's like an it's like an attitude it's a way or of like, life dude kind of like a way of life yeah. in a way or it's a it's a way of, it's a way of looking at life it's a way of making sense of life fuck yeah. Um, it's not necessarily true. It's one of those things that, like, if it works for you, then power to you. Oh, okay. Like, that kind of thing. So it's not objectively so it's, so true. It's, it's, it's AA. Yeah, sure. Sure, it's like AA, let's yeah. say. Yeah, like, it works for some people, Bunch but it doesn't weirdos. work for anyone. Yeah. <coughs> so Have some more coffee. <laughs> yeah, go keep fucking each other and yeah. smoke cigarettes. Go <laughs> ahead. It's, if you're in an AA, it's like you work in a restaurant. All you do is just smoke cigarettes and have sex with people. And yeah, then just, with, the, with the people you see at these meetings. And then you, yeah, and then you drink coffee. And you yeah. sit at the Silver Diner in beautiful Tyson's Corner, Virginia, <laughs> and you annoy 21-year-old Pat Dane. <laughs> By ordering nothing but coffee? Yep. Never, never any food? Hey, yeah, can I have coffee and only coffee? <laughs> also, the rest of us, I know this is like a six-stop or whatever, but and there's, uh, I'm, I'm the only one who's going to order coffee. Everyone else is going to get water. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that just, that just sounds like an awful evening. Like, yeah. I'm just so bored. No, oh, no, they loved it. There's nothing that people in AA love better than sitting in a diner and talking. They love it. I guess, yeah. I guess what else are you going to do? Get you can't, you fucked can't, up? No. Yeah, you can't do the thing that you loved. <laughs> you know that thing that was killing you, but you loved it? But you loved it. And it did not love you back whatsoever. It did not love you back Never ever. for a minute. Never, yeah, not for a minute. No. It was yeah, always there to destroy you. you. Yep. Always there to destroy you, Ben. Yeah. We're, it's alcohol. Yeah. Just grab it. <laughs> Hi. We're your friend. <laughs> the only friend that stabs you in the back. Hi, I'm Ben Sherlock for alcohol. <laughs> Are you sad? Are you really happy? Celebrating something? Did you get dumped? 
<laughs> are you just bored? Are you bored? <laughs> are you <laughs> nervous and you're do you on a first date? Do you want to do literally anything else than what you're doing right now? Try alcohol. Try alcohol. <laughs> you can find alcohol in Anywhere. many participating <laughs> stores and restaurants. <laughs> which is Ben. Yeah, it's like a it's an infomercial. So it cuts to a guy on a date with a girl, and he's like clearly like. It's going okay, but then like he flags down like the waiter, <laughs> brings over like some Budweiser or whatever. The guy drinks it, and he's just fucking yeah, he's so just smooth. killing it. <laughs> Vomits in her face. <laughs> Kevin deans it. Yeah, he deans it. <laughs> looks at it, smiles. Okay, so back to the monument. <laughs> but yeah, so it is. It's kind of like AA. So this theory in particular, um, I find it has it has some interesting points. Um, it's one of those kind of theories that like makes sense if you make it make sense, you know. Like you can kind of fiddle around with it. Oh, and that's yeah, a major yeah, criticism yeah. of it too. Yeah. Okay. So far as it's trying to paint itself as a scientific theory, um, and we'll get Hard- into this. Hey, check this out. Hardly. <coughs> well, your, there's a lot of science is lacking, sir. There's a lot oh. of criticism of it, but I still think it's interesting. So we're gonna fucking talk about it. And also, it's our fucking podcast. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's too. Who are you that's upset that's with? The, the imaginary people who are like, well, this isn't this technically is philosophy. <laughs> okay, well, hey, fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> also, let's be honest, man. If if people are like, were that like, if anyone would be upset by that, it's like then you haven't heard the last 153 <laughs> yeah, episodes, <all> right? <laughs> where half of it is just us talking about like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that family who like introduced us to. Uh, 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 Monty Python and the Holy Grail, like eighteen years ben ago, Ben Ellis, whatever. yeah, thirty years ago, yeah, so, someone who you will never meet. Thirty-two years ago, yeah. I guarantee you, he hasn't thought about me in fifteen years. Why would he? Why would he? Um, I don't think about him. He was okay. a cool guy, though. He's a really cool guy. So the monomyth is one out of several theories of what might explain the Monomyth. phenomenon, the phenomenon of of <laughs> of mythology. Before we get into that, we got to do a little um, what's it called? Advertisement? Recap. No, not an advertisement. Um, a Hi, recap. Ben Schillock for alcohol. For alcohol. <laughs> do you want to is... forget? <laughs> Try alcohol. Are you are you making Italian food? Have some alcohol. <laughs> do you want to have fun without getting any exercise? <laughs> Try alcohol. <laughs> Do you want an excuse to play with fire for some reason? Yeah, <laughs> Try <man>. alcohol. Alcohol. <laughs> Do you want to jump off of a tall wall? <laughs> a tall wall. A tall wall. That's Paul Wall's... Uh, <laughs> Paul Wall's tall wall. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Paul Wall's tall wall. <laughs> it's a wall you can <laughs> look at. It's just really tall. You can't it's even really climb tall. it. It's too tall. You can jump off of it. <laughs> jump off my tall wall with alcohol. <laughs> yes, we do sell alcohol at Paul Wall's tall wall. <laughs> Monday <laughs> is ladies' night. Here at Paul Wall's Tall Wall. Have some alcohol. <laughs> at Paul Wall's Tall Wall. Buy, buy a commemorative doll. <laughs> at Paul Wall's Tall Wall. Push the doll off the t- Paul Wall's Tall Wall. We have to stop doing this. <laughs> yeah. I think you and I are the only ones who think this is funny. <laughs> I know that like there's no one technically listening to this yet, you know? <laughs> I know. But I okay. guarantee you they don't like it. Yeah, they probably don't like it. So... We're, well, like we're bringing people. that back at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's too brilliant. <laughs> um, we're just really funny. Okay, so good. the monomyth, a.k.a. the hero's journey, all right? Um, before we get into this, that's right. So uh, we need to do a quick recap of a good friend of ours. Who? Um, he's Jewish. He's Austrian. 
Uh, he's extremely famous, and uh, he's uh, completely wrong. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Are you talking about my main man, uh, Sigmund Freud? Sigmund Freud, yeah. It's Freud, baby. So Freud and psychoanalysis. So we'll, just a quick recap. Do you remember what psychoanalysis is or what... Uh, I mean, I, Freud's I, I'm, contribution is. Yeah, I know what it is. I, I mean, I, I don't know if I can explain it. Basically, I've gone through it. He's the first one to really times. kind of postulate that a lot of our behaviors and a lot of our mental li- lives uh, is driven by something called the unconscious, um, which is exactly what it is. It's like it's this kind of like uh, um, turbulence, like ocean of like uh, unrealized thoughts that kind of are just like bubbling right under the surface it is of our a conscious mind. Hell of a thing. It's a hell it's of a, a thing. hell of a thing to have. Yeah, it's a it's a it's very it's a, Imagine it's a we, vast. We, we all vast, have it. It's just right there in your fucking it's just right brain. There, but, waiting. But, but we're not we're not like waiting. Again, pounce. by definition, we're not conscious of it. I'm just waiting like not, for my not, not openly or awake yeah. to it. It's still there. It's just simmering. It's just simmering. See, that's not good. That all doesn't... these like past memories, traumas. Yeah, that doesn't make me feel good. Uh, emotions, un- unexpressed emotions. Um, uh. Des, uh, unexpressed desires, uh, sh- shameful desires. Whether yeah. society thinks of it as shameful, yep. or you think it's shameful, you know, or you, got, you got quite a few of those. Everyone does. I, I mean, everyone no, does, except for maybe Brazilians. <laughs> they are not ashamed. They're the totally into it. They love the it. Brazilians are the one, the Unashamed. one people who who don't have like issues with their subconscious, with their unconscious. No. They're it's out there. <laughs> it's out there. It's, it's out there, out there for There's everyone nowhere to for see. it to hide because it also wears a speedo that leaves that leaves nothing to the imagination. What, dude, why not? <laughs> why, like, why not do that? I mean, sometimes uh, let's just be from, honest. Aside from like the the um, this horrific wanton gang violence, uh, sure, we should all like aspire to be Brazilian. You why know, not? In, in attitude, well, in attitude, just let it out, man. In spirit, who, who gives a shit? I, I am technically Irish American, but spiritually, I am yeah. Brazilian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Irish are, I think, in spirit, the exact opposite of Brazil. They are. Oh my like god, polar opposites. <laughs> the great people of of Ireland, yes, are the yeah, anti-Brazilian. The, they are the anti-Brazilians. Yeah. <laughs> if 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 I like, and it's because and what would happen is uh, our buddy Tony Bananas. It's weird that they're both Catholic. Our buddy Tony Bananas uh, is from Brazil, and there were times where, and I I don't really I can't really explain it other than this. We would shake hands, we'd see each other, and both of us would cease to exist for like a few minutes. Yeah, and then we'd kind I've of come to on opposite sides of the restaurant, but yeah, we, we never learned our lesson. We always did it. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, you we just counteracted both. each other. Both of you just disappeared into oblivion. My Irish shame destroyed his Brazilian pleasure. <laughs> okay. Well, so that's a quick recap of, of Freud. Basically, and Brazil. He, um, his, his main theory is that there's this thing that houses all of our like shames, our guilts, our desires, our libido, id, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, you know, repressed memories, um, uh, the whole kitten caboodle traumas, the whole kitten caboodle, all the stuff that like your like working brain as it tries to navigate like day to day living just can't be bothered with because you know you're not no one will ever get anything done if well, yeah if their conscious brain turns its attention to the unconscious. I mean, <laughs> everyone would can just you be imagine? Paralyzed. <laughs> Man, what if that's what happens at some point in your life? Maybe that's why people go crazy. I mean, so that's that's sort of the thing is that is is when that's how uh, uh, Freud defines neurosis is basically is when when your unconscious the stuff in your unconscious starts leaking into into your into the conscious realm. We are designed so strangely. 
I mean, well, yeah, we're designed by evolution, which is which is well the longest mistake in history in 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 the universe. <laughs> that's what that's what so evolution is. Ben, ben evolution believes is in ev- the longest series of mistakes. Ben believes in evolution, but also believes it fucking sucks. Because <laughs> well, I thought it doesn't. It doesn't. I well, mean, like ben, evolution is brutal. I evolution mean, rocks. To quote, to say, to quote a, a wise man, <laughs> evolution rocks. Make up your fucking mind, brother. Yeah, but so. I don't know if if we're you're, you even unique in this. I mean, I don't think we are. Like, I mean, definitely domesticated animals, especially like dogs. <laughs> like, we've we've made that animal neurotic too. Well, yeah, they used to be wolves. <laughs> yeah, they used to be wolves. Had no problem just hunting or or starving, like living out in like nature. Yeah, they're wolves. You know? They're wolves. They'll they're, kick your ass, dude. They'll kick your fucking. They're Nordic, ass, and they won't think a second thought about it. No. But now we have these dogs who fucking flip out if you leave them alone for more than twenty minutes. Uh, uh, you know, um, we've like basically infected them with our neurosis it's so weird yeah dogs are, are, are rad but dog owners are not by and large no they're not that's right every single one yeah dogs rule i love dogs well not all dogs but most dogs what dog what dog do you not love i don't like ben? pugs i've never liked pugs really i think they're ugly hmm <laughs> i think they're ugly they're annoying yeah and they suck okay <laughs> there it hey, man entitled to your opinion my yeah, friend I, that's I, my I, opinion I don't my have personal, well, it's look, my personal I, preference. I don't like. I don't like pugs. Dude, pug Twitter is gonna come for you. I know. I know. They're, they're gonna fucking eat me alive. Yeah, man. Fucking bring it. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I fucking hate pugs, dude. Bring it. <laughs> ben is saying bring it on. And Ben, I got your back on this. All right. I mean, I have no problem with pugs. I, I guess I don't really have much of an opinion. Sometimes on them, they but... can be cute, but sort of cute in the way like you know a, a little like paralyzed kid is cute. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess I have no idea how to respond to that. That is, let's just speak of unconscious thoughts. Christ Almighty! I just like throwing you a curveball every once in a while. Sure, why not? Um, okay, so now curvy Ben. Um, taking Freud's cue was this guy named Carl Jung. Have you heard of Carl Jung? Yeah, it's spelled Jung. It's spelled Jung. Yeah, it's so stupid. <laughs> I'm Carl Jung. <laughs> so funny. You know what's weird is that like I've 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 actually been a fan of Carl Jung. I kind of like like his ideas. Um, Good for you. For for a long time, like since high school, um, and I just like I remember just like being introduced to him as it's pronounced Jung, and so even though I know it's called it's spelled Jung. <laughs> When you said it just now, I was just like, "Oh my god, it is Jung." Yeah, you don't really think about <laughs> and it. I don't. I, guess. I don't think about how that sounds. Because you never it. said out loud, I've "Carl never, Jung." I've never said Carl Jung because it's ridiculous. It sounds insane. <laughs> so that sounds like a parody. Yeah, Carl Jungus. <laughs> Carl Jung is the exact opposite. So he's like, he's a porn star. He's a porn star. Yeah, that's the exact opposite of Carl Jung. It's Carl Jung. He's a Carl Hung. It's his stage name. <laughs> All right. So Carl Jung was a Swiss uh, psychologist. He studied under Freud. He was like basically almost like one of his. <laughs> I keep saying writing partner, but like they like you know co-authored articles together and stuff like that. And and he was um, wrote screenplays. Yeah, and he was kind of like Freud is weird because he's one of the like few scientists, quote unquote, who had like disciples. Um, and Carl Jung was one of his disciples. Oh yeah, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, until until they had a falling out, uh, like a huge falling out, because Jung. Kind of expanded on uh, on Freud's uh, theory of the unconscious and psychoanalysis by introducing um, the idea of the collective unconscious, where he's basically saying that not only does each individual have like this kind of like you know bubbly cauldron of like unconscious thoughts, desires, etc., 
but there's also this sort of like universal fabric of of like unconscious that everyone has um that all share the same kind of motifs and patterns um and in these things called ar- archetypes what he calls archetypes yeah and we yeah we, one we other had an thing about that. that you left out about him that i've always found really interesting uh-huh. about carl <laughs> young yeah he also like was a food reviewer did you know that <laughs> No. Yeah, he had a column in the lo- in this like his local paper. I mean, I don't know what the paper was. <laughs> what is this gonna be? Car- it was called it was called Carl's Yums, and it, Carl Young would fat. <laughs> no, it's cool. He would it write. Doesn't rhyme. Carl I hate Yum. It when you do this, when it doesn't rhyme. Yum. Carl Yum. Young. Yum. Young's yums. I mean, it's close enough. Yeah, <laughs> Young's Yums. Yeah, that's. that's I like that one. Yeah, that's way better. Of, that's the name of the yeah. fucking column. That's way better. Young's. <laughs> I yums. like it when I punch up your fucking. Yeah. Thing. Well, that's what that's. We, we, it's like volleyball, dude. <laughs> yeah. I serve it up, and then you just go boom, and now we have Young's Yums. Young's yums. That's how we get y- it's Young's lost Yums. Journal. It'd be really funny if like. Um, because he was a very prolific writer. He actually like wrote a ton. He's one of those and you guys. Can, you can buy his collected works, and it's like huge. He, he wrote almost as much as Marx did. And Marx wrote a ton. <laughs> well, yeah, that guy. That had guy a... could not stop writing. Um, There's nothing that Karl Marx loves more than sitting down than and just writing, just, just letting the ink flow. And yeah. some paper. And he just looks at it and goes, fuck. I'm going to fuck yes. you up. Yeah, he wakes up, he eats breakfast, and every once in a while, he just looks over at that fucking desk and yeah. he goes, you have no idea what's about He makes passionate happen. love with his wife, which he did. Because <laughs> that's the thing about Marx. What? Is he... he, 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 he just was into his wife? He was like really into his wife. <laughs> fuck yeah, <laughs> that, that rules. Funny? Yeah, they were like really like madly in love. It's kind of cute. That's amazing. Yeah, Karl Marx. When guys are really He's into like, their wives, it's just like, like so cool. He's like, I love my wife. Cool. <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. I'm glad to hear I'm glad. <laughs> Every, all these other guys are just miserable French fucks. I'm glad yeah, one like guy sleep around and like yeah. you know find it all empty. But this yep. guy had a very fulfilling marriage. Good. <laughs> Father of communism. <laughs> oh, apologies, folks, for my cough. So, anyway, what if they were swingers? Well, here's the thing. I think Mar- Marx. So he was in love with his wife, but he also did have an affair, I think, at one point. Oh, and it was Carl. I know, I know. It was one of those things where, like, you know, he eventually, like, I don't know if he got caught or if he came clean about it. And he was like, he and he was like, she, she meant nothing to me, baby. She meant nothing to me. You're my world, you know? Yeah. And they patched things up. Oh, okay. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, all right. Well, and I think she forgave him, and, and they moved on. And they just kept on fucking. And they kept on fucking, yeah. <laughs> So he had he had like he had, L- he had like one indiscretion there. But. Do you think anyone ever called him like? Do you think like if you after giving a, a lecture, do you think anyone ever like raised their hand and they were like more like Carl Dumb? What no. do you think everyone would do if that actually happened? If Carl Young was giving a lecture, With Carl Young. Oh, if Carl Young, yeah, was giving a lecture and then he said any questions and then the first question was a guy says more like carl dub <laughs> what do you think would happen i th- i think with young i don't know that much about young's personal life or like what you know what he was like um but i think he was for the most part a fairly like mild mannered like swiss you know german yeah like wonky psychologist you think so, he'd take it I mean, yeah, yes, and no. I think he would be like, uh, he, 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 so it's not even a question. He, he would be like, he would be, like, <laughs> he would just recognize like whoever said that, 
So whoever who, whoever would say more like, like in the middle Dom. of a lecture during the, the question and answer yeah portion, and then he gives him two middle fingers. Yeah, too. If, if he flips him off, gives him the deuce, <laughs> and says more like Carl Dumb, yeah. like as a, as a professionally trained psychologist, I think he would just recognize like, all right, well, this guy is obviously has some. So, some mental health issues but like, what would the and, crowd and, and impulse do? control. What if issues? you were sitting next to that guy? Whatever. I would laugh. I would laugh. Yeah. I would. I would laugh uncontrollably. Oh, yeah, it's I, a I terrible. Laugh li- it's a terrible line, but like that. <laughs> but like it kind of works. Like, I would laugh at the situation. I would yeah, be like, it's hilarious. This is hilarious. This Why guy, did you say that? He's obviously drunk. <laughs> yeah, I would travel back in time and say more like Carl Dumb, and then I would time <laughs> travel for. Yeah, and I'd flip him off, <laughs> and then I would. I would do the suck it thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> And then I time travel back more. Oh, you just do it once. Yeah, like, oh. like The Rock or whatever. And yeah. then I come back and forward in time laughing the entire time. And I fall asleep laughing. <laughs> and then what Carl Jung would do is he'd be a little surprised at first. And then he'd just be like, uh, it's like, very good. Can you please, you know, not interrupt or something like that? He would just like be polite about it. Yeah. And then he'd probably just move on. Are there any other questions? I'm gone, baby. I've already time traveled. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it, he'd let it bother him. Carl Dumb. Yeah. But like in front of everyone, you know? Because he's like, at that, at that point, if he's giving lectures, he's like an internationally renowned intellectual. He knows he's not dumb. And the so guy leaves, too. It's not like he would be like hurt by it. He gives him the middle finger. He goes, <laughs> raises his hand. He calls on him. And he goes, he stands up. And he goes, and he has like just a really loud voice. And he goes, more like Carl Dumb. And he gives two middle fingers and then just walks out. <laughs> walks backwards. Yeah, walks so up. He's got to the... go up the stairs because it's an auditorium, you know. Yeah. Do you um, think anyone would like attack him or like try to stop him? No, I don't think anyone would. I think everyone would be so baffled. <laughs> <laughs> they would just let it happen, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. Carl with, Dumb. Like, yeah. So anyway, well, okay. I'm gonna write that down. That's so <laughs> Carl stupid. Dumb. Carl Dumb. So Carl Jung, uh, <laughs> he came up with this stuff. idea for this thing called the the collective unconscious. Um, and you do you know what that is? Have you heard of that before? Uh, yes, okay. I have. So you're familiar with that. And um, we already talked about the archetypes uh, in a previous episode. Folks, check that out. <coughs> check and, that out. Um, but yeah, he proposed this idea of the the archetypes, which are these like um, almost like stock characters, uh, things like you know the anima, the animus, um, which is like the um, like the opposite gender. Uh, counterpart of your personality there's like the shadow which yeah. is like you know the, that portion of like your personality that's like hi- keep that's like hidden and it's sort of like the dark your darker aspects the the it's like the personality that you keep internally that you don't want society to see that's yeah. like the shadow um and there's like a lot of other examples there's like the hero there's the there's, there's this and that. archetype we talked about this uh well, Persona. We, we talk about this a lot with comic books when we talk yeah. about comic books on the patreon uh, we fuck fucking. Well, There's dude. like archetypes at this point in comic books exist. <laughs> there is the Superman archetype, just like the the all American, just good person archetype. Yeah. There's the Batman archetype, the guy who's so kind of an antihero. Antihero. Well, he's not really an antihero uh, as much as he is just sort of like a dark, brooding guy who yeah. like beats everyone you could, because he's the smartest and most cunning and has like crazy technology and stuff. Yeah, sure. Like so there's that type of archetype and Marvel Comics will some like different comics will like kind of riff on each other's archetypes by creating like almost parody versions of the pastiche versions of them. Yeah, sure. Okay. So there's a there's a character named named Hyperion in Marvel Comics that's supposed to be 
Superman, basically. Okay. And like, and then um, there's, let me think. There's a guy in uh, fucking uh, DC. I forget his name, but he's clearly supposed to be the kingpin. Like, it's it's, it's just, they kind of like riff on that whole thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. The archetypes are very interesting. Yeah. So this is sort of where we get into that. So there is a Cholock archetype. Yeah. It's one of a kind, baby. Really cool guy. Yeah, just the coolest guy. Um, <laughs> complains a lot. He complains a lot, but like <laughs> complains constantly. But it's not like really that upset. No, he's just he, it's, it's, he just likes to complain. <laughs> he just wants you to know that he knows. <laughs> that's that's like the thing about Ben, <laughs> the Ben archetype. It's, it's the, the universal impulse of saying you missed a spot. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> Even and then you kind of look it's like and it's go. It's not a big deal, but like just so you know, this isn't perfect. <laughs> yeah, and, and and they go, why? Why did you point that out? Like yeah. it's fine, and it's like, yeah, I know it's fine. I'm just telling you. you. Still, yeah, I'm just telling you. I'm not wrong. That there is something wrong here. <laughs> and then everyone just goes, all right, man. And then no one says, no one disagrees because they just want to move on with the conversation. Yeah, right. There's, like, there's a bigger... There's We're a having bigger a nice conversation here. and then it's like Ben's <laughs> upset because four, you know, fucking uh, diner booths down or whatever, they missed a spot. <laughs> I'm not wrong. Or, or you know, like, we didn't say you were wrong, Ben. Or it's like the chair, when you got a chair that's wobbly. Yeah. You know, or like that's not completely flat on all four legs. Yeah. That's like... That drives me insane. That's yeah. That is insane. like insane. That's like Ben's view of the universe. I think Ben's universe is just a chair that's like not quite. It's balanced. not just that. It's not just that. That's the universe. It's the universe means, of course, I get that chair. Yeah. Everyone else has a <laughs> normal chair Everyone that else rules. Has a normal chair. Yeah. I just have a sweet, cool chair. Yeah. On all legs on the ground. Okay. Yeah. Actually, this one. This one's nice. This one has all four on the ground. Yeah, uh, Ben right now is sitting in a chair given to him by our friend Jim S. I believe he may have stolen this from somewhere. He definitely stole it. I don't remember from where. <laughs> I know exactly where, but I'm not going to say on, on on air. Oh, oh yeah, okay, I remember where. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. It's kind of yeah. If you're if you're sort of, if you're, sort if you're of a, a big institution if here you're in Austin, an, Texas. If you're an S head, then you then you <laughs> you already know. S yeah. heads are people who just cannot get enough. Of our friend of Jim S. Our friend Jim S. The lore of, of, of the Jim, Jim S. S. Lore, because we've—he's a guy. He's been on the Patreon before. Yeah, he's just a guy we know. We moved here with. I don't think he's ever been on this one, has he? No, he has. He's never. He's just been a on guy a... who comes up every once in a while in a conversation. Well, he's like one of our oldest friends, and we moved. We moved here. Yes. Uh, together, the three of us. Yeah. So, and there's a Jim S. Three archetype. Men. There's also a Jim S. Archetype. Yeah. There's a Jim S. Archetype. Oh, yeah. There's definitely a Jim S. Archetype. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah. So, sleeps at random times during the day. Yeah, a lot of sleeping. A lot, <laughs> a, a lot of sleeping. Um, and, uh, okay, so anyway. So, the yeah, collective enough, unconscious. Enough about Jim S. Again, the S heads are people who are just, you know, they're fanatics about Jim S. Yeah. Our friend. Yeah, they're followers of, of the S archetype. Yes. <laughs> and that's not the letter S. That's that's the spelled out E-S-S. E-S-S. Yeah, the S archetype. Jim S. E-S-S. That's, oh, yeah, I guess we never explained that. That's how you spell Jim S. Yeah. So you learn every you learn something new every day about our uh, our friends. <laughs> Noel did 9-11, and it's E-S-S. It's, yeah, it's spelled E-S-S. Jim S. Let's reveal one more fact about a friend of ours. Um. Well, you go. I don't, I don't know. You don't have any. Neither one of us have any other Why don't friends. You th- <laughs> well, I guess we should move on. Ben and I are friendless in a cold what world. Jay's mom is schizophrenic. I know that. Oh yeah, and, and Jay White's mother is fact, but that's is one schizophrenic. That in my yep. 
<laughs> it's, it's on an album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he talks about he it. He talks it's about fine. it. Um, okay. So, uh, Collective Unconscious, uh, the archetypes, okay. Uh, these are, these are uh, elements of uh, Jung's uh, theory of psychology, which he calls analytic psychology. That's like the, his school of, of not philosophy, of, of psychology. Okay. He basically takes Freud's idea of the unconscious and runs with it. A and little bit it. of this. Yeah, and, and expands it and applies it to humanity as a whole. Um, that there is this underlying thing that's part of our, I think he even goes so far as to say it's part of our like genetic heritage as humans. Uh, there's this like wider scope unconsciousness um, that uh, we all sort of endure and th- that, you know, there, we have like these shared neuroses in a way. Oh, right? yeah, that that I absolutely <clears throat> believe in. Yeah, I kind of believe in that too. I mean, like, I don't know if that's like genetically ingrained or if it's I don't know what or, it is, or if it's but a it's product of, of of our common like our, our common development and evolution. Um, but uh, Joseph, it's Campbell, mainly just hearing it through the grapevine. <laughs> I mean, I think it's more than that. I, I think, think it's so. I think it's shared I, I, it's shared trauma as a species that we go through. I mean, like, and then you also hear things it like the, the grapevine because you know. Sure, you're then just about possible. to be mine. It's ben. also it's also possible that you can hear it through the grapevine. Yeah, what a, what a great fucking song that is, huh? <laughs> right, that's gonna be the song at the end of it. That's Fuck yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. That is a, who even does that song? I don't even. A know. lot of people do it. Uh, Marvin Gaye does a version of it that's really good. Let's go with that one. Sure. Fuck okay. oh, dude, fucking yeah, of course. I'll play some goddamn so, Marvin Gaye in our stupid ass podcast. We got. I gotta oh, finish. Shit. I gotta finish some stuff here. Okay. Oh God, do you? Yes. Okay, so Joseph Campbell. Um, he is a he's an acolyte of um, of Carl Jung, <laughs> Carl Dumb, more like Carl Dumb. <laughs> he like really buys into this. So here's here's where uh, I find a lot of potential criticism against this this theory of mythology, um, which is that Joseph Campbell relies heavily on the school of psychoanalysis, uh, Freud's theory of the unconscious, and uh, you know by extension Jung's theory of the collective unconscious, right? Um, and the problem with that is psychoanalysis as a science has largely been discredited. So it's not like the best foundation to set this, to set this, um, theory on. Okay. All right. Now, regardless, I I still think it's interesting. Um, now. I fucking bet you do, Ben. The monomyth, just to like actually explain what it actually is. It's it's, again, it's AKA the, the hero's journey. And it represents basically this uh, this pattern or this structure that you see in myths um, that all seem to be the same. It starts with like this hero, this this person who's like, what? <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> oh, giggling. I'm giggling. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about opening a sandwich shop and calling it the hero's journey. <laughs> oh, okay. oh it's a I hero. would go there, dude. I would absolutely go there. I would call it the I would, gyro's I would, journey. A euro's journey, yeah. I know. I'd go. <laughs> well, so the euro's journey hey, starts Welcome starts to Joseph's it, So it's it's a sandwich <laughs> and soup store it, or restaurant. We serve soups. We serve Campbell's soups and we serve... Campbell's soups. It has to be Campbell's soups? It has to be. And we also serve... Is there is there like a place here in Austin that specializes in soup and sandwich? Like they have a lot of different soups um, and a lot of sandwiches. There, there's like one or two that I can think of, and not but just not like, really, not just like a sandwich shop that also happens to have serve like like you know chili here and like 
chicken you know, noodle I, here. I got to be honest with you because I, I don't think I'm qualified to answer this question because I'm just not with like the local soup scene, to be honest with you. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't really know. You and I should get into the local soup scene here. Maybe. A soup, the thing there, about, is there even a soup scene? Maybe we should start the soup scene. The here. local Austin soup scene? Yeah. Sure. We'll be the... the, the <laughs> What's their name the of leaders, our... The leaders of the, of the Austin Soup scene. Yeah. They, call it, they call it New Soup. <laughs> yeah, New Soup. Me and Ben pioneer it. Our soup is terrible, but we just pioneer like an aesthetic. Yeah, it's New Soup. Yeah. But it's it's N-U with an umlaut. It's soup. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Holy soup. shit. Like, <laughs> the tipping. Like I'm saying, dude, fucking volleyball. Absolutely, it's called that. New Soup. And no one likes it except you and me. We think it's really funny, and no one else is into it. We're the only ones who do it, who write it that way. So yeah, um, there's like, I, there's definitely there's there's that fucking place that's right next to uh, the omelet tree on airport uh, that is a that is like a soup and but that's like a soup spot. I don't know if it's a soup and sandwich spot. That's what I'm saying. We need to do the combo, like a soup sandwich like restaurant. That like everything is paired. It's always you can't just get a sandwich and you can't just get soup. You have to. You have to get soup and sandwich, and they're paired in, in distinct. What ways. if people are just like, I just want some soup? We we don't offer that. Get the fuck out. Okay. Get the fuck out. You better you better follow that order up with a sandwich. Ben, I res- I mean I don't understand it, but I respect the passion for this. So <laughs> sure, if, if that's what you want to do and you feel that strongly about it, absolutely. Okay, so. Let's, let's, okay, so that's a good one. Let's let's put a pin in that. Let's write that down. Definitely. New, new soup. <laughs> new um, soup. God, so, that sucks. The local soup scene. So the actual monomyth. It starts with um, well, there's a, a lot of different stages. There's 17. So Joseph Campbell uh, outlines uh 17 distinct stages. I'm not going to list all of them because that's 17 is way too many. Jeez. Um, but there 17? are But there are essentially three acts. Okay. Um, the Nina, the Pinta, no. and the Santa Maria. <laughs> um, let's see if I can find this real quick. Uh, well, while you're looking right, for that, so, folks, this episode is brought to you by uh, CashForGold.com. CashForGold.com. <laughs> do you have cash? Do, do you, you have gold? Hey, do you have gold for some fucking reason? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give it to me. Are you a weird prepper? I'll buy it from you. Um, okay, so the three acts are this, basically. So this applies to, um, he says, he uses this, you know, to uh, he uses like hero. He wrote this in 1949, so of course he's like using a male <laughs> as the main example. But this could apply it to women well, as well. Well, Ben, you said hero. <laughs> They're also heroines, okay? Hmm. Okay, um, okay. But anyway, regardless, it's an individual who um, is uh, you know special in some sense in 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 his or her community, okay, and uh, has to. Uh, but has like some sort of like unawakened like uh, passion or power or something, okay? Um, and all of a sudden, something happens to the to like the world around him, to his like typical day to day normal status quo life that sort of disrupts everything, and uh, and you know he's kind of looked upon as the person who can like rectify this, but he has to go through some sort of like personal transformation, okay? So the first act is the departure. This is when the decision is made. To strike out away from his his or her society as it I'm is, out of here. And, yeah, and and go on this journey, this transformative journey, um, to be a hero, to be a hero. Yeah, um, the second act is sometimes divided into two parts. Uh, there's a the descent and b the initiation. Whoa. Okay. Um, the descent is at some point during the journey. This the hero or the heroine will uh, encounter some sort of like low point 
or some sort of obstacle that like they can't overcome at first. It's like it's daunting. It's um, you know ominous, and uh, you know they start doubting themselves, and they start to feel a real fear. And this is supposed to represent like a fear of of change that's coming. It's like the Avengers Endgame. Sure. I don't remember what part you're referring to exactly. I haven't got there yet. <laughs> oh yeah, Ben is on a big Marvel Comics kick. I'm on, I'm on, on a Marvel. W- kick what now. are you watching right now? I, oh, I just finished Age of Ultron before I left for here. Interesting. Yeah, uh, folks. I've seen all of them, but I don't remember them, so I'm like rewatching. On our Patreon, uh, we talk about comic books a lot. A uh, lot. Well, not a lot. Well, no, that comes up a bit. Uh, it comes a up a lot. Yeah, it comes up a lot. Like 50% of the time. So uh, <laughs> the next episode that we're going to put out is going to be us doing a deep dive on Moon Knight. Yeah, very popular show now. It's a popular show. I cannot fucking believe that it exists, and we'll get into why on that Patreon. Dude, d- dude it's going to rule. Okay. This is going to be a good I'm down. Patreon. I'm interested. In, I'm watching Moon Knight, so I'm interested. Um, good. With also, Oscar Isaac. Whew. Yeah. He's, he's coming close to Tom Hardy for me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. The man that you would have gay sex with. <laughs> yeah, the one man I would make an exception and have gay sex with. Sure. Uh, <laughs> fuck yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Well, maybe by the end of uh, God, the my episode. Mom started listening to this podcast too now. I hope she doesn't hear that. <laughs> oh, she's fine. Uh, we're kidding. It's, uh, we're it's kidding. A, in America, sometimes <laughs> it's a cultural thing. It's not. She also says that we cuss too much. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> sorry, mom and dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay. Maybe we should try to do an episode. Where we don't curse. What if we started? <laughs> my my dad would love that. Okay. Actually. Here's what we'll do. The, the next, next episode. The next, the next episode. The next regular episode. We're gonna. Try I, I think to we can. We can let all. it fly on the Patreon. They don't listen to the Patreon. But, okay. Good. Um, we can. We can deny Christ on the Patreon. Yeah. We could do all that shit. Okay. Um, we can't do that here. I was gonna say. I was about to reference. Something that I mentioned in the Patreon that I can't say. There's like in my head, I'm like, so many things. There's so many things that you could be referring to later. Um, And folks, check out our Patreon if you want to find out. Moon Knight. Um, Oscar Isaac is Moon Knight. Yes, but also, so speaking of myths, I mean, like comic books are very much kind of like a they're a modern modern mythology. Yeah. So so far, what you're saying is making sense in my like, like, or or I'm going, yeah, I've I've noticed that. We've got the the departure. We've got. the so act two the of, the, of this of this is this is the departed is the departure. Um, is, is what if one. he had a raging Boston accent? Who the the hero? No, the Joseph hero? Campbell. Oh no, I don't think. Actually, I don't know where he's from. Um, Your theory he, on this is wicked queer. I don't think he uh, was from Boston. I don't believe. I know he's not, but yeah. it would rule if he was. Yeah, <laughs> this is a fucking monomyth, Paul. Just a cr- <laughs> First there's the departure, then there's the initiation, and then there's the return. Oh, no. Boston Joseph Campbell. Yeah, is that the new character the on Boston, the show? The Boston hero is just some guy looking for his keys. God, we... <laughs> after after a Friday night. Man, I got, I got to tell you, Ben, the characters on this show are really, really not good. So we, yeah, have, we, have, Boston we have Boston Campbell. Joseph Campbell. We did the, the 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 cyber feminist. Remember that one time? Yeah, yeah, the cyber feminist. I like that one. Yeah. That character <laughs> sucks, though. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need you to open the door for me. I'm still laughing about it. I still think it's funny. Like, it's the dumbest bit ever. It's just a robot feminist. Yeah. We're not even making a commentary on anything. My body, my choice. But you're a robot. <laughs> All right. Now, 
the um the second the second act is the initiation and that's sometimes divided into the A the descent and B the initiation. I do have something unfortunate to tell you, Ben. What? I don't know if you heard the news, but in this episode of Cyber Feminist, uh, her enemy dumped like a big thing of water on her, and uh-huh. now like she's kind of short circuiting, uh-huh. and now the Cyber Feminist has is has some very strange views that she's that she's shouting out. Okay, will Cyber Feminist escape the clutches of um the the, the water, water thrower. man. Water man. Water man is our harsh enemy. Because <laughs> we throw his water on her, she turns into like an alt-right thing because her like wires get, and then she has to get like dried off, and then she turns back to normal. Okay. So like he pours this the water man. the most retarded thing. No, that. it's not. And so uh, water man pours water on the cyber feminist, and you said it was the dumbest thing. <laughs> <laughs> And she, and she goes, and she goes, um, oh no, the water is frying my feminist circuits, 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 destroy, destroy feminism. <laughs> Everyone goes, dun, dun, dun. Okay, so on the next, I learn nothing. We'll, we'll discover what happens. To cyber feminist. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't want to have a child, then don't have sex. <laughs> Abstinence only education is what I crave. It's a child, not a choice. <laughs> no, cyber feminist. Anti, anti-feminist, cyber feminist. The, yeah. Okay. Her enemy is the anti-feminist water man. Water man kind of blows, but yeah, whatever. I was on the spot and I fucking whiffed. It's Waterman. <laughs> <laughs> that's what her enemy is. Yeah, Guy named Waterman, and he pours water on her. That's her. That's his only attack. Okay, so we gotta finish talking about this, Pat. So do we? Yes, we do. So the uh, the initiation stage, right? Uh, they they hit this low point. They usually in the template, this this like kind of universal template. Um, there's uh, the the traveler, you know, the hero or the heroine. They encounter uh, some kind of mentor. Luke yeah, Skywalker. Luke, Luke is an Obi-Wan example of this. Kenobi. Yeah, and Obi Wan Kenobi. Heard of There's him? There's usually some kind of mentor that guides him through this very like difficult stage, um, and then uh, finally, there's like this cataclysmic like moments where you know the hero has to face this fear uh, and recognize that they have the strength to conquer it, um, and uh, uh, and the then, tiger. Yeah, and then and then in doing so, they learn something new and they progress to like the next stage or to to another higher state of consciousness, of some way. They, they gain some secret knowledge or they you know acquire some like magical thing that's supposed to represent like this sort of maturity. And then finally, there's the return, and that's when the hero comes back to his society with the, this knowledge that he has or this gift that he has. Wow. Um, and bestows it in some way. Uh, to the you know population at large, and everyone kind of advances, and and you know society gets better somehow. What a cool guy! Yeah. Not only does it go to the status quo, but it advances somehow. Way um, to go! So Joseph Campbell's theory here, what he's actually trying to say is that this this hero myth is uh, is one of many very very like common templates or manifestations of the collective unconscious, um, and it kind of uh like what's the word intermingles with not only like a culture or a society's uh you know uh development uh and it's like teachings on how to handle life itself 
but it also kind of corresponds to the personal journey that we all go through in life and through these like really kind of like um you, you might almost say like uh uh uh, like personal crises that are represented in like these common things like birth, right, puberty, um, Waterman, <clears throat> Waterman, yeah, like uh, you know the conclusion <laughs> to cyber feminist. <laughs> oh no, God here comes alt right anti feminist cyber feminist. But then what happens? I hate that you do this. <laughs> no, but what happens is her uh, her like sidekick shows up. Her, uh, fanboy and a fanboy like b- just goes hey cyber feminist and she goes what and looks over at him and uh-huh. like her eyes glow red she's about to shoot like l- lasers or whatever and then he turns himself on and the fan blows all the water and uh out of uh, out of cyber feminist and they're like it causes huge tornado and she goes flying and she crash lands and everyone looks at her like uh-huh. oh no is this the end this is th- this inadvertently matches the hero's journey right and yeah. then they look at her, and then she just looks up and says, um, actually, and they're like, yeah! <laughs> That's her tongue-in-cheek catchphrase, except it's not tongue-in-cheek. Um, um actually? Yeah, um, it's actually she's really, really obnoxious. Yeah, she's, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So sure, so that's an example of of uh, fanboy of her, and Waterman of her going through through the, the hero's feminist. journey. Did we ever figure out what a cyber feminist was? No, we never did. I never. I actually haven't looked into it yet. I'm going to look neither. into that though because I am curious. I kind of feel like we shouldn't. Well, I kind of like this character. It's the worst character ever. But all right, then fine. Then, then I won't look it up. Pat, we got to finish this. Okay, <laughs> I'm trying to. So, <laughs> god damn it, it's like pulling fucking teeth What's with the, you. It's the lure of <laughs> the cyber feminist. It's a, kind of a funny. You're, bit. you're in love with her. You're in love with the cyber feminist. I have a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> all right, my pet so, character. <clears throat> Real quick, I'll try to get better than past Boston this. Joseph Campbell. So Joseph Campbell is trying to say that basically the hero's journey, in a way. Uh, is is Wicked like hot. is is a universal human wide template, a subconscious template exists in the collective unconscious that helps us deal with um, these crises uh, uh, that we experience as we progress through different stages of life. So birth, uh, uh, um, naming. Um, these are some examples that he gives: birth, naming, puberty, uh, gross, marriage, uh, hell like yeah, dude, pa- parenthood, or like you fuck know, yeah, you know, being a mother or a father, amazing, um, yeah, and uh, and ultimately death, and like you know, it, it's not what? only it's Wait also not only how individuals process these like very very punctuated and violent, uh, you know, uh, uh, events in one's life, like all of these is is weird. They're important, like like you know, markers for change in your life, like, you know, for puberty, for example, birth, uh, you know, marriage. Yeah, birth is fairly an it's important one part of your life. One of the traumatic things in the world. Um, it really has to be. Yeah. Um, but um, they're, they're very, very, like, important and dire and, you know, overwhelming for us personally, for each of our, you know, personal lives. But it's also things that... That the society or the culture at large has to process, right? It's like how do we take this person, uh, this one individual, and integrate them into the community as they progress through these stages, as they as they change, and as all as each of us changes at the same time, right? So they come up with these ceremonies and rituals, uh, and these and myth kind of becomes this outward manifestation of these uh, these like internal collective unconscious elements, right? 
to try to give it meaning or to try to just justify it out out in the world of society. Okay, so it's basically trying to deal with our personal neuroses and our internal cultural neuroses by creating these stories yeah. to justify them, right? And by adding a religious component hmm. to it, right? Like, you know, attributing certain truth to it, you know, because a lot of these myths, they're myths, right? They, they're they like borderline nonsensical and completely fantastic. I mean, right? Loki turns into like a horse, a horse and, and a gives sex. birth. He's a, ma- he's a male god who turns into a, a female, female horse. horse and gives birth to an eight-legged horse. That's pretty fucking cool. It's 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 crazy. Yeah, you know, I mean, Athena came out of Zeus's head. These are the gods. Yeah, that's where that's how Zena. Uh, Zena. Zena? <laughs> yeah, that's how Athena was born. She was born out of Zeus's head. That doesn't make any fucking sense, dude. What if Zena did a crossover with cyber feminists? I'm kind of surprised they never did. Athena, they 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 would be. They would be. They get along pretty well, man. They would get along, and I bet they had a thing in college. They had a thing in college. I like your style, sister. <laughs> oh man! What the was fun this? with the fun we have the fun on this podcast? Have. So, how, so, so, what else? Okay, how do we um, wrap this up? So, last thing um, that I'll mention is um, castrogold.com. There's a. <laughs> this is where we get to talk about one of my favorite things: how this relates to. <laughs> Marxism. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Um, and so what I think is, this is my own personal opinion, but Joseph Campbell mentioned this thing that basically you're seeing a huge spike in... Um, now, again, there there's a lot of different interpretations for this kind of data, um, but the, he's saying that, like, and he's just writing this in 1949, but he's saying there's there are a, a huge spike in, uh, like, diagnoses of neurosis, psychosis, mental illnesses, stuff like that. Yeah. Now... It could be argued, of course, that the reason for that spike that he's seeing is because more and more people are reporting yeah. mental illness, and that's and and you know my brain holds. <clears throat> and psychology as a as a scientific field is 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 you know still being developed and is gaining popularity as a science. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> now, uh, nevertheless, he 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 kind of anecdotally nevertheless he anecdotally sort of believes that like. You know, in the general population, you're just seeing people with more neuroses than you would see in a previous generation. And he suspects that he says that that's because of the breakdown of mythology in our culture, that like mythology is not taken seriously anymore, it, obviously, because like the stories, you know, when taken at face value are patently ridiculous. Oh, no. Yeah. No, they're not. You, you're saying they're not taking as a literal. This is a, this is what actually happened. Well, not, not just that, but they're but because because. You know, people obviously don't take it literally true. They're they're uh, using that kind of as a reason to discount mythology entirely, as as just like fairy tales. It's just stories. Yeah, nonsense, but nonsense, or you know, things Not, to scare children, or, or right. stuff like that. You know, just a bunch of BS. Or, or, yeah, frankly, or, or you know, or because of Christianity and like you know uh, the spread of uh, monotheist <laughs> Christianity and monotheistic religions in general in the West. Yeah. Um, Kind of, there's also that element of discounting a lot of these mythologies as pagan, right? It's just like, oh, well, you know, this is just paganism. These are just, this is just absurd. We don't take it seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, and so that's why he brings up Jesus as as another example of the hero and how the like Jesus's whole story also matches the monomyth, right? Jesus fucking 
gets the call. He, you know, he finds out as he as he's growing up that he's a son of God, and then he has as to sacrifice one does. himself as he, one does. Yeah, and he has to come. He has to, you know, uh, he has to. Uh, it's bummer. it's one of the most classic examples of the monomyth. You know, he has to face the fact that he has to die horrifically for this like mission to save humanity. Right? He dies horrifically. He descends into hell for three days. Right? That's the the descent, and then he returns. He's resurrected, and he has this new truth to share with everybody. Oh, I'll talk to you about this off the air, <laughs> but no. remind me, I. I think I figured out the Trinity. Okay. <laughs> I'm like kind of serious. <laughs> All right. <laughs> As you know, I have been uh we can do an episode spending, about that. Spending That's... the last few months, last year I guess, learning a lot about like ancient Christianity and like really old Judaism and stuff yeah. like that. And man, a lot of this this is that like it makes total sense to me as far as like those th- that stuff goes yeah as far as like weird ancient religious thought goes mm. of course of course there's a three-in-one god yeah of course there is why not why wouldn't there be how is that any weirder than any of this other stuff okay well let me... the story of yaldabaoth are you kidding me that's fucking wild i mean it's all it's all there. why not I mean, like, so the, fuck it people i think there it makes are, sense i think in a way kind of i kind of with mythology i think that there's there's also this element that i think is like it, it, it's in a way a kind of a language yeah. And it's and I like to think of it this is I just I'm just toying with this idea. I don't know if I like totally believe it. But I think that there's sort of Chomsky talks about a universal grammar that exists in, in our brains that like, you know, you, you you see certain regularities between languages but also other languages are completely different in their grammars but they still kind of make internal logic yeah. sense like otherwise you wouldn't be able to you, you wouldn't be able to communicate in Chinese. If you didn't know the rules of Chinese, excuse me. But even though the rules of Chinese are vastly different than than English, for that's, example, that's my impression of the first Westerner to ever meet anyone from China. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Becking powder. Um, but what Chomsky says about language is that there are these like elements in your brain, like uh, in the levels of syntax, like nouns and verbs. Oh, man. Uh, you know, in semantics, like ideas, like actions versus events versus this and that. Um, Showing, and, not telling. Yeah, exactly. So there's like all these like little like kind of movable modular elements uh, that, you know, as your brain is, is learning the language around you, it kind of like sets these different parameters, you know, to, to, to kind of structure the <laughs> language in your head, in your brain or whatever. I think that there's a sort of the same thing with mythology where there's a whole bunch of different elements that not all not all cultures use all of them. Uh not every culture uses the same as another. Some t- some cultures leave out certain aspects, other cultures will leave in certain aspects, but they're all kind of like taking it from the same wider pool of the collective unconscious. That's just my little theory. So, the thing about <laughs> like the thing about modern myths is that the way that they have sort of continued, uh, they continue in, in fiction, right? Yeah. Where you, the, the, but, you know, the key difference is that we're not reading, like, you know, fucking the Babysitter's Club and being like, this really happened. Yeah. Like, we're aware that it's not real. We're aware that this is just a thing someone made up or whatever. Sure. So that's kind of what, mo- like, modern myth has just become the stuff that, we read about like it's just just fiction in general you know what i mean it's kind of a, a weird thing i mean fiction yeah. in general with like with like but 
but you allow yourself to kind of. That's what's weird is that so, myths. You you're like, uh, whatever. Well, that's the thing. Okay, so that, so let me get to this point because we, we we. What exactly is a myth? Again, so a myth is. No, I was being sarcastic. Well, it's it's one of those things that's very loosely defined. I yeah. mean, like it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to pinpoint it. That's why that's what makes it so tricky. Was what like, you were saying earlier how there's no real consensus on there's no there's no like wide consensus. I guess how could like there exactly be? what a myth is and what it does, like what it's supposed to, what role it plays or what function it plays in a society. We all have it. All societies and all cultures have mythology, have myths, but. Um, but we still don't really know why it exists or why it happened. Um, but let me get back to this quick point. Basically, Joseph Campbell is saying that, like, you know, our modern society is taking myth less and less seriously. Yeah. Not, again, not literally. Like, it shouldn't be taken literally. Obviously, like, no, you know, no no goddess, like, came out of, like, this other god's head. Like, that's ridiculous. It's, it's weird. Um, but... It still ser- what he says basically is that it served this purpose to guide us not not like not like providing us with ethical lessons per se, but more with just kind of an example or, or like a, a a narrative that is supposed to represent how we should comport ourselves through through our life through the development of of our life and our role within our given culture or society. <clears throat> yeah, it also has elements of like explaining natural phenomena and. You know all this other stuff. Like, there's. I was listening to this one podcast about myths to prepare for this, and uh, they were telling the story. Welcome of, back um, to the myth zone. This is uh, this myth with about Peter and Craig. Um, <laughs> this like myth about I think like the uh, who was it? Hera was like dealing with something with Hercules or something. There was some guy who was like about to have sex with like Hercules's mom or something. Whoa. And Hera like cast some sort of spell that redirected his dick and he adjust- no, no, no no that's not it that's not it okay sorry so here's what happened uh what on earth hercules was abandoned at some point hera like took pity on him and like tried and like kind of adopted him for a, for a split second and uh like try- he tr- she tried to breastfeed him and he was a biter he like bit down on her nipple and like you know she kind of cried out in pain and redirected her boob and her breast milk sprayed out into the sky, and that became the Milky Way. <laughs> That's how the Greeks explained the Milky Way. It's, I mean, Hera's breast milk. Well, can you disprove that story? <laughs> Think it's about just, it. It's you just, can't. and that's mentioned in the myth, like, like kind of casually. It's like, it's like the whole story is about Hercules and his like twelve labors or whatever. And then at some point they're just like, oh, by the way, there was this time when he bit Hera's nipple and she sprayed breast milk all over the place. That's where the Milky Way comes from. <laughs> okay. And it's like, all right, thanks for telling us. I can see it. Yeah. The galaxy that we live in. It's just it's just the goddess's breast milk. <laughs> anyway, so let me get back to this point. Sorry. Now Ben, don't beat yourself up, man. He <laughs> there's less emphasis on myth and like how it can guide us to live our lives and to like deal with these like you know traumatic changes um in in you know our our history our personal history our culture's history etc um he's saying there's less and less importance placed on this he doesn't outright say this but i believe that this is caused by technology and capitalism and how this has disrupted the phases of life that people go through naturally as human beings because we've accelerated to such a point where our society is is is, is it's outrun us as a biological entity like the 
the society that we kind of had in prehistory where these myths sort of like provided a guide for us that was the kind of society that was pretty pretty stable for the most part like generations and generations which just kind of have the same lives deal with the same issues blah 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 but now we've just accelerated our technology our economy to this to this like singularity point that makes all myths meaningless because the stages of life that we're supposed to go through, that myth is supposed to guide us through, those have been dismantled entirely as well. Our lives are nothing like they were when we were uh, evolving, and they're far too complicated and chaotic and um, just dystopian than we can ever dream to make sense of. And so I think there is a role for comic books in a way, or, or fiction in a way, to create new mythologies, to deal with our new our new type of life now. Well, I mean, really, the thing about it is that, the, but at like the, at it's the end destroyed, of the day, capitalism has destroyed has destroyed our the, minds. At the end of the day, there's really like, you know, people say like there's really like five stories in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, that are I'm told saying, I'm, over and over and over and over again. And so I'm saying that we, those stories no longer apply to the types of type of lives that we're living. Right. And so what I think we to distract ourselves from that, we add in the superhero stuff just so it's like yeah. it's the same story a, but it's just told with a different flair yeah you know like there's a kid with spider powers it's old power this a, kid is out of this world yeah but it's it's like yeah but you're right i mean like i i agree with that it's going back to to stories that are comforting because we know what happens but now we're dealing with standards of living and and, and a type of a type of lifestyle that um Myths cannot explain to us how to navigate this anymore. It's completely alien to us. Like, well, now you have stuff ugh. like creepypasta that, like, on the internet, where there's people like the Slender Man. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just become a a thing. That's just become a story that people write about and tell creepy stories about on the internet, make yeah. movies about. Like, that's kind of become. It's. I think it's. It's there's there's people who are creating modern day myths in that sense. I think it's possible that yeah that we can make myths like that that maybe address new new like crises in our lives that weren't addressed by old myths. Um, yeah. But in order for that to work, or in order for that to be effective for us to like help us in future generations, there would have to be enough stability in our lifestyles for the next few generations in order for those myth those new myths to to make sense and take hold. And be able to apply for any meaningful amount of time. My concern is that capitalism, especially late capitalism, in, in you know, in partnership with with just run amok technology, is leading is is changing things too fast for any new myths to take hold. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my that's my pet like personal theory. Hmm. Well, Ben, I gotta say, I think it has, babe. I think it's got legs. Well, I hope so. I don't know. It's, it's just as my mom to think would about. say. It's got legs. That dog will hunt. Hell yeah! <laughs> anyway, that's all I got. What do you think of the monomyth? Yeah, it's definitely stuff that I have thought about uh, extensively, and I, I, I not necessarily in terms of actually like studying it, mm. but I've thought about stuff like that. A lot. Of, what's interesting but, about by the this, way, the monomyth is not the only like mythical template that that he talks about. It's just kind of one of the major ones. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Yeah, it's it's I, I, I think stuff like that is really interesting. I, I'm just interested in, in in just like myths and storytelling in general. So it's yeah. like 
I, I find stuff like that very, very interesting. It's cool. I mean, like, and it's 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 funny that also I just wish like, our listeners did. Like when you when you like read about like different pantheons and like the thing, it's it's interesting to see what how some cultures have gods that others don't, and that's how you can tell tell like what's important to them. Like right. there's like a god of corn in 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 like Aztec mythology that's like super super important, whereas like you know Eurasian pantheons don't. They have goddesses of grain and stuff, but all right. So we're not corn. We're gonna wrap up. However, I need your top five Greek gods of all time. Go. Not doesn't doesn't have to be in chronological order or whatever, or like of 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 favorites. Oh, just just name my top five and explain why. Okay, I think I like do your fantasy draft of we're gonna we're we're doing a fantasy draft of Greek gods. Here's what we're gonna do. It's gonna be Greek gods playing basketball against each other. So we're gonna each pick three. And they're and they're gonna play basketball against each other. So go ahead, and you got to give your reason why. I think I like why. I like Athena. I like. Well, no, I get to pick next. So you you pick, and then I pick. Oh oh oh. Okay. Go. Fine. So, so you're I'll, doing I'll Athena. I'll start with Athena. Okay. And why? Well, she's a goddess of wisdom and also a goddess of war. So she can fight if she has to. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I guess it's good to have. Yeah. And her like her like whatever familiar or whatever is an owl. I always think owls. Are I'm cool. picking Zeus, baby. Yeah, see, I, I mean, I'm swinging for the fences here. He's the most, yeah, he's the most powerful, but he's a fucking asshole. Kobe Bryant was an asshole. How many championships <laughs> did he win? Michael Jordan is a fucking asshole. He did two three peats. That's insane. Okay, fine. The, now I go. Um, also, what's the name of your team? Um, we're called the Yogurts. <laughs> okay, why? <laughs> Greek yogurt. Oh, I don't okay. know. I think I'm just gonna call mine Los Locos. Holy shit! <laughs> All right, so who's who else is on your uh, your street ball three on three team? All right, I'm going with Poseidon. Really? Why? Let's see, yeah. Well, he's an old school god too. He's like he's Zeus's brother, and he he was this close to being king of the gods. Okay, so he's got like yeah. the fundamentals of of the yeah. old school. He's okay. like the Pippin to your to your Jordan. <laughs> okay. Hey, man. That's yeah. I mean, Scotty Pippin was a fucking great player, man. He really, really was. Okay, so. Okay, then I got fucking, oh, you dumb, dumb bitch. I got fucking <laughs> all around, definitely the most well-rounded of the gods, and that's my, my boy Apollo. Oh, he has Apollo. joined the yogurts, the Greek yeah. yogurts. So Here's Zeus why, because he is an all-around baller. The thing about uh, Apollo is that he can fucking, like, he can do it from outside, but also, dude, like, he'll, he'll charge the lane, doesn't give a fuck. Okay, fine. Then I'm picking his sister, Artemis. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because if anyone can fucks with Apollo, it's Artemis. Okay. So they're oh. twins. They're twins. So it's sort of like like the Reggie Miller, um, Spike Lee almost yeah. thing. But I guess Spike Lee wasn't a player, if I'm understanding the Oh, okay. Part. Yeah, sure. It doesn't really matter. Okay. <laughs> so that's your pick. Okay. My final pick for the Greek yogurts. So I got Zeus and I got Apollo. I got my main man, Hermes. You know why? Because he is my point guard. That is the guy. He's thinking steps ahead of you, dude, because he has like super fast. He's super fast, right? And so he yeah, runs around really quickly, fast. which means he has to be able to think and have super reaction time. Wait, are we playing basketball? They're playing basketball. They're playing basketball. Okay, so yeah, they're the playing street ball. Of the gods. All right, yeah, so they're, they're, it's half court street ball. All right, so I got to change my guy then because I was you about too to late, pick. fuckface. That's no, your no, no, team. no, no, no. I'm saying I was. I got to change who I was gonna. I was about to pick next. Well, we're done. It's three on three. Oh, it's just three on three? Yeah, just three on three. Take too long. I got Artemis, Athena. Who are you going to do? Poseidon. 
Yeah. Well, I didn't know when we started this. I didn't know that we were doing basketball. Now I told like, you we're playing basketball. No, I thought you were just picking your top five. I said basketball. You said top five too. And then I said we're playing basketball. <laughs> this is bullshit. Because there's five players on a basketball no, that, team. No, Rewind I'm it. Five. I want check Aries. the tape. I want Aries. What? Yeah, I want Aries, and I want. The hell? Who else? Um, Aries is another god of war. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why I wanted this. Oh, and Hades, because he's going to play dirty. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, yeah, so he's your, uh, what, what was that fucker's name? He's my Rodman. Yeah, yeah, that's Detroit <laughs> Pistons, baby. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I got two more, I guess. Okay. Uh, I am going to, okay, well, the fucking Hercules, dude. That guy is going okay, to be. Okay, but he's a demigod. He's not a full god. That's fine. He has to work even harder. Okay. <laughs> so he is a he's, monster in the paint. He's like a John Stockton then? <laughs> well, no, he, he's not a John Stockton because he's big. Like, okay, So yeah. he is a guy, he'll, he'll he'll fucking bang with you, dude. We'll bang with the boards, okay? Okay. That guy's good for at least eight rebound, rebound, rebounds a game. Okay, Hercules. Fine. Yeah, sure. And then the, the final one that I'm going to do, oh, fucking Medusa for sure. She's a monster. She's not a god. Oh, okay. Then I mean, uh, I don't know if you want to pick her, but no, I thought we were I'll, just picking god. I'll stick to the plan. Uh, uh, who is my final Greek god? Hmm. If we're, if we're, if is we there a god pick... of basketball? No. Okay. Well, then, but to my fifth player is the god of basketball, uh, and his name is uh, Zeranus. Zeranus, the god of basketball. <laughs> and Zeranus, I gotta tell you, man, is he will cross you up. The breaks, Greek, breaks the Greek yogurts are gonna kick your ass. We have versus Los Locos. Yeah, we have <laughs> Zeus and the god of basketball. Apollo backing us up. That's our backup. We got Artemis, fucking Athena. Athena's the coach. <laughs> All right. Well, she, yeah, she does folks, tactics. We do appreciate you you slogging through this uh, just yeah word salad of a fucking podcast. Uh, we do appreciate. Thanks for learning something, folks. Yeah, learn about we'll, the monomyth today. We'll learn you something good. Uh, I learn nothing. We'll learn you something good. Uh, as always, thank you guys so much for listening uh, and keep on thinking hard. The truth sucks. Evolution rocks. Uh, the sea is a bastard. And most importantly, if you're not Catholic, you're going to hell. Going straight to hell. And here's Herta through the grapevine. <laughs> By Marvin Gaye. Whatever. <laughs>